Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 163 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I am recapping week 15, round two of the fantasy football playoffs, and dishing out my ballers and stallers for week 15. You've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week 15 was a doozy, yo. If you are still alive, welcome to the finals, week 16, fantasy football finals. If you have been eliminated, I feel your pain in a few leagues. I had some bad beats. I had some crushing defeats, um, but that is what it is. Uh, A lot of injuries having to get through here for the last couple of weeks, especially through week 14, the first round, and uh, just having to makeshift some of your roster. So if you made it this far, congratulations. Let's get those TCK titles. If you have not um, been fortunate enough to make it to the finals, but you're still listening. We appreciate your support, and this is a great time of year to continue to stay in touch so that you have a leg up in the offseason for your drafts and next year in 2020. Let's get right into it. Recapping Week 15, Round 2 of the Fantasy Football Playoffs will start on Thursday. Baltimore Ravens shellac the Jets at home. Ravens move to 12 and 2, number one seed in the AFC. Jets fall to 5 and 9. Ravens 42, Jets 21. Lamar Jackson, five touchdown passes and secures the NFL record for most rushing yards by a quarterback, beating out Michael Vick's longtime record. The Ravens have also uh, set a NFL record for 12 Pro Bowl players. So the Ravens will have 12 players in the Pro Bowl this year in a couple of months. So shouts out to the Ravens and congrats to them and anybody that drafted Lamar Jackson late in your drafts and uh, have been riding him to the championship. If you somehow survived Lamar Jackson on the other side, you probably had Jameis Winston potentially or someone else to put up a huge game and congratulations there. Um, Sam Darnold on the other side, just 218 and two touchdowns. Lev Bell, 21 carries, 87 yards. And Jamison Crowder, nice game here after a few weeks of being down six for 90 and uh, two touchdowns there. So big game for the Ravens, 42-21 over the Jets. On the Sunday slate, Patriots um, end up beating up on the Bungles 34-13 overall and move to 11-3 right behind the Ravens. Bengals fall to 1-13 with a big matchup for the number one draft pick against the Dolphins this week. But this was a uh, this is actually a close game. Um, this was thirteen to three at halftime uh, with the Patriots leading. The Bengals were leading after the first quarter, and the Bengals had a real opportunity here to have this be an upset. I'm not sure they want wins this time of year, um, but they were playing very well. Namely, Joe Mixon, 25 carries, 136 yards. James White on the other side, three for 49 receiving and a uh, 20-plus yard receiving touchdown early, not much after that. Andy Dalton just 151 and a touchdown. Tom Brady throws two touchdowns. And again, the Patriots kind of uh, escape an early scare here, get the win, 34-13 over the Bungles. Moving on to Tampa Bay and Detroit, Jameis Winston throws four touchdowns, and he becomes the first player in NFL history to throw for 450 uh, 450 yards in consecutive games. Um, 38-17, the Bucs get a big win here. They move to 507-7. They've been playing really well as late. Uh, Lions continue to struggle, falling to 310 and 
one. Um, Jameis Winston, as I mentioned, 458 and four touchdowns. Ronald Jones, just 23 yards. Chris Godwin, five for 121 before he pulled up. Gimp and uh, is now um, done for the season. Rashad Perryman has come in large the last handful of weeks, catching multiple touchdowns. Justin Watson as well. Those are great uh, waiver wire pickups. Um, and if you, I mean, they're probably not available with the just the, the low competition in the finals now, but if you're able to still steal one of those guys, I think they would be a great play um, for uh, the Buccaneers. Moving forward, and Jameis Winston, even injured, had a great game, so keep an eye there. On the other side, Kenny Galladay duds out, and uh, Bo Scarborough did not play, so not much from the Lions. Bucks, another big game, 38-17 in Detroit. Let's move on to the Bears and Packers. Um, Packers get it done at home, 21-13. Uh, looks like the Packers could have piled it on here a number of times, and they just didn't. They are really kind of setting the tone early. Um, they were only up 7-3 to three at halftime. Scored two touchdowns in the third quarter and just kind of coast uh, to eleven and three, um, and the Bears uh, fall to seven and seven with their playoff hopes uh, dwindling quickly. But it looks like um, Aaron Rodgers scored a quick touchdown. They had multiple opportunities to run up a score here a little bit, and of course, I needed that, and many other people probably needed a bigger game from Aaron Rodgers, but that just didn't happen this week. Uh, Aaron Jones um, swiping another two early, uh, quick. Um, close touchdowns in the third quarter there and uh, separating himself uh, 13 carries 51 yards and two touchdowns on the other side Mitch Trubisky 330 and a touchdown and Allen Robinson seven for 125 um, and Anthony Miller huge game as well uh, I believe he is second in targets over the last handful of weeks so Anthony Miller still floating around out there he's a great waiver wire pickup as well in the finals but uh, the Packers get the win. They coast to a victory at home in division, uh, keep pace with the uh, 49ers, Seahawks, and Saints. And they are now 11-3 with the win, 21-13 over the Bears. Next up, we have the Texans and the Titans. Uh, the Texans get the win on the road here after uh, two pretty rough defeats. Um, uh, they beat up on the Patriots two weeks ago, got beat by the Broncos uh, real bad at home last week, and now they come back and beat the Titans uh, for a huge win here, uh, take lead in the division at 9-5, and five, and the Titans are behind them at 8-6. and six. Both teams still alive for the playoff race. Ryan Tannehill stays hot, 279 and two touchdowns, but not quite enough at the very end there. Um, on the other side, uh, Carlos Hyde over 100 yards and a touchdown on 26 carries. I think that continues this week as well. And DeAndre Hopkins, six catches, 119. Uh, Kenny Stills got the two touchdowns from Deshaun Watson, um, but I expect a big game from uh, Nuke Hopkins this week and potentially Will Fuller if he can stay healthy as well. Derrick Henry stays hot. Um, also, and A.J. Brown absolutely beasting um, over 100 yards himself there in, in a, a huge uh, touchdown early. So I'm really looking forward to drafting A.J. Brown next year. But the Texans get the big win in Division 24-21. Moving on to the Chiefs and the Broncos. This one was in the uh, big snowstorm at Arrowhead. Uh, the Chiefs pull away late, 23-3. to Um but it was uh, you know six nothing after the first quarter, and they didn't score double digit touchdowns, or double digit scores, um, in uh, any quarter. Um, they scored six nine and eight uh, in respective quarters. So Broncos held on, but uh, just didn't have the the defense to hang with the receivers. 
Patrick Mahomes, 340 and two in the snow. Hand doesn't seem to be bothering him. Darwin Thompson is actually the lead running back for the Chiefs. We'll see what happens with Damian Williams moving forward. And Travis Kelsey, absolutely beasting, 11 for 142. Um, reclaiming his place as uh, the bona fide number one tight end. Although, of course, I would make an argument for my man in San Francisco, but for right now, it is Travis Kelsey. So big game for him. Um, uh, Corlin Sutton came on late for the Broncos, but it was definitely uh, too little too late for them. So the Chiefs get the big win at home, coast 10-4. and four. The Broncos fall to 5-9. and nine. Chiefs the win 23-3 at home over the Broncos. Moving on to the Giants and the Dolphins. Eli Manning's uh, last home game, potentially. Um, I believe the Giants do have another home game, but we'll see if uh, Manning is starting that one. Um, Giants get the win 36-20. to They move to 3-11. Dolphins fall to 3-11. Uh, Peyton Manning throws two touchdowns. Um, Saquon Barkley has a receiving and a rushing score, finally. Um, and uh, Eli Manning had a really nice kind of um, – right off into the sunset, if you will, uh, with the New York fan base, which I like, um, you know, again, I'm, uh, I've given Eli a lot of shit on the podcast, uh, because I just don't think he's that good at this point of his career. Um, he will make the hall of fame for his accolades, but he's only 500. I never thought he was the difference maker per se for his teams. I know that he beat the Patriots and all that. And I would love to talk to a giants fan and discuss this out, but, um, I just, I think it's the Hall of Fame for the best of the best, and I just don't think Eli makes that category. Anyway, um, he had his uh, potentially last game in New York, and um, they give him a standing ovation and, and were chanting for him, and I thought that was awesome for what he brought to that city. And one thing I do like about Eli is he's always played with class, always kept his mouth shut, always take uh, you know blame, even if it's not his to, t- to wear, and uh, always played with, with pride, and so I – I do appreciate Eli, although I give him some shit every once in a while. So Eli Manning, 283 for two touchdowns. Saquon Barkley, 24 carries, 112 on the ground and two touchdowns. You like to see that. Sterling Shepard, nine for 111. Like that as well. Golden Tate had a 50-yard touchdown, but it was kind of a slant. Uh, that would have been about a seven-yard reception, but he was able to break a tackle or two and uh, skate off to the end zone. So um Sterling Shepard, definitely the number one there. And Darius Slayton cools off after two huge touchdowns versus the Eagles last week. And 150, he cools off this week. So um, on the other side, Fitzmagic tries to make it happen late. Um, Kind of a garbage time touchdown to Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker had two touchdowns, but just about 40 yards on the day. So not much there from Miami. So the Giants get a big win at home, 36-20. Moving on to the Eagles and the Skins. The Eagles get a must win here. This game was really close for a long time, and the Eagles kind of pulled away on a last second um, sack, fumble, scoop, and score, which helped fantasy teams and made this game look uh, more impressive than it actually was. I watched a lot of this game, actually, and um, the uh, Redskins should have won this game, frankly. Uh, The Eagles are not good. Um, I think Dallas is going to beat them up uh, this week and take over the division, even in Philadelphia. But um, nonetheless, they get the win 37-27. They move to 7-7, a tie for first in the uh, NFC East with Dallas. And Washington falls to 3-11. and 11. Carson wins 266 and three touchdowns. Miles Sanders looks great. 19 carries, 122-1. and one. And Terry McLaurin on the other side, the bright spot, 5 for 130 and a touchdown. So, again, uh, the Eagles get it done. Um, Zach Ertz, uh, 
a decent game here, another touchdown for him. Um, but the Eagles are very, very depleted. Uh, keep an eye on Ward as well, who's been kind of the the knight in shining armor the last uh, handful of weeks. He had a kind of a last-second touchdown in this one to put the Eagles ahead, and then, they, again, they had that scoop and score to separate by 10. But um, this was a close game, and the Eagles have no receivers. So keep an eye on Ward, and uh, Zach Ertz should continue to be that number one. But I like uh, Miles Sanders a lot moving into next year as well. Eagles get the big win in D.C., 37-27. Moving on to the Seahawks and the Panthers. Um, Russell Wilson and Chris Carson beasted in this game, uh, carrying the Seahawks to a win over the Panthers, 30-24. to The Seahawks keep pace again with uh, the 49ers, Packers, and Saints up at the top of the uh, NFC conference there. They're 11-3. and They actually take back over um, for the 49ers. Uh, who uh, have the same record, but the Seahawks have that win. So that'll be a huge, huge game next week um, when Seattle and San Francisco face off for the division and potentially for the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, Panthers fall to five and nine. Russell Wilson, 286 and two touchdowns. Chris Carson, 24 carries, 133 and two touchdowns without Rashad Penny. And Tyler Lockett, eight for 120 and a touchdown for him as well. Big game for the Seahawks. On the other side, Christian McCaffrey gets it done with a uh, couple of touchdowns. DJ Moore kind of held in check. Ian Thomas, who was a big pickup on waivers uh, with Greg Olson out, um, pretty much skunked. And uh, Greg Olson will probably be back. So uh, Ian Thomas' experiment was a one-week wonder last week. I do want to make a mention for this week. has nothing to do with my recap, but the preview, which I'll get into with Lucas next episode, the preview, um, Will Greer, uh, rookie out of West Virginia, um, who I actually really like to come out of the draft. Uh, he will be starting this week for Kyle Allen. So Will Greer, third string for the Panthers, getting the getting the opportunity this week. So that should be interesting for everybody involved, but um, he's not fantasy relevant yet, at least. Uh, Seahawks, big win, 30-24 to 24 to keep pace in the NFC. Jags and Raiders, last game in Oakland before they go to uh, Vegas. Um, the Raiders had this game in the bag. Uh, they are up basically 16 to three at halftime and score no points in the second half and end up losing um, on a, a late last uh, last touchdown there. Um, <laughs> Raiders get booed off of their own field, which I thought was absolutely disgraceful from the Oakland fans. Uh, Jaguars win the game 20 to 16. They move to five and nine Raiders fall to six and eight Derek Carr, 267 and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs questionable coming into this game all week. DeAndre Washington played last week very well. Josh Jacobs suits up 24 carries and 89 yards. They're definitely not shy to use their uh, first round rookie there. And Darren Waller over 100 again, eight for 122. With these upside players at tight end, you got to just play them and hope for the best there. So Darren Waller comes through. Gardner Minshew throws two touchdown passes to Chris Conley in the final five minutes of the game. And again, kind of a spoil the Oakland send-off um, to Vegas. But the Oakland Raiders done at the Oakland Coliseum. I'm just hoping in Vegas they uh, implant a baseball field for the first uh, six weeks of the game to keep the uh, nostalgia going. We'll see what happens there. But um, Jags get the win here in Oakland uh, 2016, both teams out of the playoff race. Move on to the Browns and the Cardinals. This is a rematch of Kyler and Baker, who, of course, um, are back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners out of Oklahoma. Uh, Baker 
was one of the hottest uh, kind of hype quarterbacks. And I was on that train, still am more or less, um, preseason for fantasy quarterbacks. And Kyler Murray was kind of a sleeper coming into the draft. And uh, both are playing decently right now. But I think, you know, they have a lot of promise coming up in the in the future if Baker can get some real coaching and uh, Kyler can get uh, some more weapons in Arizona. So we'll just see. I'm excited about these guys moving forward. I think they're both great athletes. Um, Cardinals get the win at home, 38-24. Four, uh, they moved to four nine and one, and the Browns uh, fall to six and eight. Um, technically, it could still be five hundred on the season, but it's going to be tough. Uh, Baker Mayfield two forty seven and two touchdowns. Kenyon Drake easily the lead back here in Arizona twenty two carries one thirty seven and four touchdowns. So Kyler Murray didn't look like much in the game um, with basically two nineteen and a score for Kyler Murray, but. He could have had a much bigger game, but they kept uh, – Kenyon Drake was was doing work inside the, the uh, red zone. So um, he was able to uh, get four touchdowns on the day. Uh, I know that um, a handful of people weren't playing him. They had other options. They weren't sure about the backfield. He was on most people's benches at uh, 137 and four. But if you did play him, good for you. It worked out, obviously. Um, Demir Bird, six for – uh, 86 for Arizona. Obviously, nobody played him. Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, not much there, unfortunately. So, uh, on the other side, um, Landry uh, actually was outscored finally by Odell Beckham, but not by much. Uh, Nick Chubb with a decent game, and Kareem Hunt stayed relevant as well, but no uh, real boom games here for the Browns this week. So, the Cardinals get the win at home 38 24. Moving on to the Vikings and the Chargers. Vikings with a big win here, 39 to 10. They moved to 10 and 4, um, keeping pace, uh, holding down that top wild card spot. And the Chargers fall to uh, 5 and 9. Seven turnovers for the Chargers. Seven turnovers for the Chargers. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, well, I guess we'll start with Phillip Rivers. Um, 300 and a touchdown, but three interceptions for him. Melvin Gordon. Had two costly fumbles as well. Keenan Allen, nine for 99. Um, and then on the other side, uh, Kirk Cousins just does enough early. Uh, Stephon Diggs, um, solid game. Adam Thielen finally returned first real action since week seven. Um, he played the full game, but um, not much in the stat sheet. And uh, Mike Boone ended up being the number one running back for Minnesota. 13 carries, 56 yards, but he did have two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook got injured early in this game, again with his shoulder. Um, I was playing him in the TCK pod semis. Of course, that was a bummer. I think he put up like six points before he went out, and um, we'll see what he actually is able to do the next couple of weeks. But they do say that he's going to play this week. If he's active and he, he is in the game, you play him in the finals. You have to. Um, but if he's out, Obviously, Madison and or Boone, I would be comfortable with both of them as like a second flex if I needed it or if I was really hurting at running back. But keeping on Dalvin Cook, we'll keep you posted as best we can here. One more time, the Vikings, huge win over the Chargers, 39-10 to 10 in L.A. Couple more games here. Final game of the afternoon: the uh, Cowboys and the Rams. The Cowboys stomp on the Rams at home in Dallas with a prove-it game here. Um, nice showing from them after a couple disappointing weeks. Forty-four to twenty-one. Cowboys move to seven and seven, keeping pace with the Eagles, and the Rams fall to eight and six, trying to keep that second uh, wild card spot alive. 
Jared Goff, two, uh, 284 and two touchdowns. Um, Zeke Elliott, over 100 and a score and uh, two scores. And Tony Pollard, 12 for 131 and a touchdown. Tony Pollard, the backup to Zeke, also having a very good game. Tyler Higby stays hot, 12 for 111. He's a surefire start, even if Jared um, Gerald Everett, excuse me, comes back. I think Tyler Higby has cemented himself in this offense, and uh, you got to fire him up. So I like that. Um, Cowboys with a huge win here. Unfortunately, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup didn't do anything in 44 points. Um, Dak Prescott, a couple of touchdowns, but uh, wasn't able to really get his two primetime receivers ready to go. So Amari Cooper hurt me in one league, and Gallup hurt me in another league. <laughs> so it is what it is. But, uh, Cowboys score 44 points and their lead receivers don't really have much to do with it. But nonetheless, the Cowboys get a big win, uh, 44 to 21 over the Rams at home. Next up, the uh, Falcons and the 49ers. Um, excuse me, this is the last game of the afternoon. I skipped over one. Uh, Falcons and Niners here. Falcons get the upset win, 29-22. This game was tied. Uh, the Falcons come down and uh, last second um, – touchdown to Julio Jones. Uh, really, they had basically two in a row, uh, one to Austin Hooper, and they deemed him uh, that he did not have a catch. And then with two seconds left, they had a shot over the middle to Julio Jones. He gets stuffed at the goal line, much like Antonio Brown years ago against the Ravens, um, but he was able to get the nose of the ball over. Julio Jones has two touchdowns on the day, 20 targets, 20 targets for Julio Jones, 13 receptions, 134 yards, huge game for Julio. And uh, Matt Ryan, 2-10 and two touchdowns. So not much of a game there, but he gets enough to get the win. 29-22. Falcons move to 5-9. and nine. Niners fall to 11-3. and three. They've lost three games on the season this year, all on the very last play of the game, literally. Um, Niners uh, have a big one um, moving forward here to keep pace with the uh, – with the NFC here, so we'll see what happens uh, with the 49ers, but they're going to need more offense there. Uh, Raheem Mostert gets the start and uh, ends up being the lead back for the Niners, but just 21 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown for Raheem Mostert. So the uh, Falcons' big win, upset of the week over the 49ers in Santa Clara, fake San Francisco, 29-21. Moving into the Sunday night slate, the Bills get the big win, uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Steelers are still in the race ish in the AFC, but they're going to need some help. Um, 17 to 10, the bills get the win in Pittsburgh, 10 to, uh, they're 10 to four. The Steelers are now eight and six. Um, Allen's fourth quarter touchdown wraps it up for the bills. Uh, he threw a 14 yard touchdown to Tyler Croft with about eight minutes left. And that was good enough for the rest of the game. Devlin Hodges, 202 yards in the touchdown. Devin Singletary for the bills, 21 carries, 87 yards and John Brown, seven catches, 99 yards. James Conner did return in this game. He looked great, um, but it was not quite enough for the Steelers at home. So the Bills get a big win, 17-10. They got a big matchup against the Patriots this week in Foxborough. If somehow the Bills get an upset here and they beat the Patriots, they'll both be 11-4, and um, which would be very, very interesting heading into the uh, final week of the season. Last game on the slate before we get to our ballers and stallers, Colts and the Saints. Super Bowl rematch from a handful of years ago, of course. This night was all about my man, Drew Brees, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, class act, one of my favorite players in the entire league. Uh, frustrating for fantasy a little bit, but it's never about talent. It's more about game script. Tonight, it was Drew Brees' night. He came in just a few behind, uh, one behind Tom Brady and a couple behind, uh, or excuse me, I think it was a, uh, a few behind Tom 
Tom Brady because Tom had played earlier, uh, but then just a couple behind uh, Peyton Manning as well for all-time uh, passing touchdowns, and he ends up um, supplanting Peyton Manning, and he is at the top as of now. Um, I assume he's going to stay there. I don't see Tom Brady passing him up, and I could see Drew Brees playing a couple more years, uh, potentially at a high level where uh, Tom Brady I just don't think is going to. Um so congrats to uh, Drew Brees, who sets the NFL record for most touchdown passes. He also sets uh, the record for um, completion percentage in a game uh, going 29 for 30. He had one incomplete pass, um, and he also set a personal best for uh, 22 consecutive completions. So Drew Brees is still on top of his game. Um and when they need him, he comes through. 307 yards in this one, four touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 14 carries, 66 yards. Michael Thomas shredding every single week, 12 receptions, 128, and a touchdown. Michael Thomas has caught 90% of his passes since 2017. Dude's a fucking animal. Saints, huge win at home, a statement game. Again, keeping pace with the same team, Seahawks, Niners, and Packers up at the NFC. It's going to be a dogfight here in the last two weeks up there at the top of the NFC. Saints, big win over the Colts, 34-17. Nothing really to report from the Colts. Uh, excuse me, seven. The Colts only scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, Saints really took it to them there. So 34-7, uh, Saints big over the Colts. Of course, no buys to report. We'll get into uh, our ballers and stallers after the break, and we will preview um, the finals for fantasy football and week 16 on the next episode with Lucas. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor's the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's Anchor. Dot fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. 
Ballers and sellers for week 15, round two of the fantasy football playoffs. We'll start with the quarterbacks. As always, Lamar Jackson, Thursday night football, huge game, just 15 completions and 212 yards, but five passing scores, eight rushes for 86 yards. Lamar Jackson, 37 fantasy points, carrying people to their championship, and potentially the only um, chance you had to combat that was Jameis Winston, uh, who went 28 for 42, 458 yards. He did have his token pick early in the game, but uh, four touchdowns as well from Jameis. Drew Brees on a historic night, of course, one in completion, as I mentioned, 29 for 30, 307, and four touchdowns from him. Ryan Tannehill stays hot, a rushing touchdown to go along with two passing scores and uh, 279 there. Patrick Mahomes in the snow, 340 and two touchdowns. He looked just fine. Did have one pick, but it was a pretty nasty game. Patrick Mahomes is, is uh, not as ridiculous as last year, but he's just fine. Carson Wentz, nothing special, but he's getting it done with three touchdowns, 266 and three touchdowns. Ryan Fitzmagic, 279 and two scores, 33 more on the ground. Russell Wilson, 286 and two. Matt Ryan, just about 200 yards, but two touchdowns as well. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Gardner Minshew, Dak Prescott, Goff, Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson all have two touchdowns as well. A couple of stallers here. If you were still playing them, uh, they may have let you down. Uh, Kyler Murray, just 219 and a score. Josh Allen, a rushing and a uh, passing score here, but just 139 yards passing. Mitch Trubisky, 300 yards, but just one score there. Uh, I don't imagine people were playing uh, Derek Carr or Eli, um, but they uh, only had a score as well. Um, Sam Darnold, 218 and two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, just 203 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tom Brady, 128, but two scores there. Jimmy Garoppolo, 200 yards and a score as well. And Kirk Cousins, 207 and a touchdown. Phillip Rivers, as I mentioned, 300 yards and a touchdown, but three costly interceptions there. So big, uh, some not huge dud games from quarterbacks necessarily this week, but if you were firing them up in one QB leagues, one of those guys at the bottom, you were definitely disappointed. In two QB leagues, you were probably able to uh, still escape. Let's move over to the running backs. Kenyon Drake, huge game here. 22 carries, 137 and four um, scores. He had one reception for nine yards as well. But Kenyon Drake, the leader here, almost 40 fantasy points alone. Christian McCaffrey right up in the top every week. Uh, 19 carries, 87 yards and two touchdowns. Also eight receptions on 10 targets for 88 yards. Miles Sanders, 19 carries, 122 and a score. He also had a receiving score as well and 50 yards through the air. Zeke Elliott. Two scores on the ground on 24 carries, 117 on the uh, ground, and 43 through the air as well. Um, his teammate, Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 131, and a score also. Saquon Barkley finally comes through uh, for fantasy owners. It's been a long time. 24 carries, 112, and two touchdowns, another 31 through the air. Chris Carson, without Rashad Penny, 24 carries as well, 133, and two touchdowns. Uh, so Zeke, Saquon, and Chris Carson all had 24 carries in over 110 rushing yards and two scores. So if you had a pair of any of those twos, um, by chance, you were definitely looking good. Uh, Nick Chubb, um, 17 for 127 and a score. Mark Ingram, a receiving score and uh, a rushing score. Um, Todd Gurley, 11 for 20 on the ground, but he did have a score. Three for 18 but he did have a score through the air as well. So Todd Gurley, 38 total yards on 14 touches, but he did have two scores. Joe Mixon, 25 carries, 136, no scores, 
but he had 156 total yards against the Patriots. Very impressive. One of my favorite backs in the league talent-wise, and I look forward to uh, scooping him in the second round next year after everybody fades. I'm excited about that. Adrian Peterson still finding the fountain of youth here. Uh, 91 total yards on 19 carries and uh, a score there. Mike Boone filling in for Dalvin Cook when he got hurt, 13 for 56 and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, two touchdowns as well. Carlos Hyde over 100 and a touchdown. Um, also, uh, Wes Hills, who you may have heard of, a couple goal line touchdowns for the Lions. Nobody played him. Don't start him. He's basically Scar- uh, Bo Scarborough all over again. A um, couple, uh, couple stallers here. Kareem Hunt didn't wreck your team, uh, but just 76 total yards, no scores there. Um, James White, uh, 60. Uh, two total yards and a receiving score early, but nothing late in the game. I was surprised there. They just didn't need him. Um, James Conner with uh, 51 total yards and a receiving score. Uh, good to see him back, but you know, just about 15 PPR fantasy points. Again, these guys didn't crush your teams, but not what you were expecting. Um, Alvin Kamara, about 14 fantasy points, 14 for 66 and five for 23 through the air. A uh, couple stallers here. Um, Austin Eckler, just seven for 19 and five for 62. No scores this week. Josh Jacobs has been injured all week, comes back and plays. Valiant effort, 109 total yards on 26 touches, uh, but no scores there. Leonard Fournette, 15 for 42 and five for 31. Leonard Fournette is also going to be a value in drafts next year. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Sony Michelle, if you're still trying to ride that, um, he had uh, two targets in this game, actually, which might be a career high. Um but 19 carries uh, for 89 yards here and just one reception for 14 yards. Raheem Mostert expected a bigger game out of him, 59 total yards and an early touchdown, but he should have had more there. He also got pegged for a late fumble as well. Le'Veon Bell, 23 total uh, touches and 88 total yards. No scores from him either. And a couple of extra stallers, Melvin Gordon, uh, Derrick Henry, DeMonta Freeman, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, um, Royce Freeman, David Montgomery, some of these guys could have let you down as well. Let's get into the receivers and the tight ends, and we'll get out of here. Julio Jones, huge game with that last second touchdown against the 49ers, 38.4 fantasy points in PPR. Huge game from Julio, 20 targets, as I mentioned, 13 receptions, 134, and two touchdowns. Rashad Perryman filling in for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at this point, five receptions on six targets, three touchdowns, over 100 yards for him. Michael Thomas stays hot, 12 targets, 12 receptions, 100%. Dude's an animal. 128 and a touchdown there. Jamison Crowder, 6 for 90 and two scores on 11 targets. Anthony Miller, Tyler Lockett, A.J. Brown, uh, Terry McLaurin, and Devontae Adams, all over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tyreek Hill as well, two scores from him, just 67 yards, but he gets those two scores. Devontae Parker, two scores, and Chris Conley, two scores as well. Another few players over 100 yards but didn't score, DJ Moore, Sterling Shepard, and Allen Robinson. Uh, Danny Amendola and Nuke Hopkins and Chris Godwin also over 100 yards but did not score. Chris Godwin, of course, leaving the game a little bit early due to uh, – injury there. Uh, Greg Ward for the Eagles um, has a touchdown, 61 yards. He's the number one receiver now in Philadelphia. Kenny Stills, two touchdowns there, and Keenan Allen, nine for uh, 99. A couple honorable mentions here, John Brown, Mike Williams, uh, Curtis Samuel, Cooper Cup, and uh, Odell Beckham, eight for four, eight for 66 on 13 targets, so at least you got the PPR points there. couple stallers, uh, Robbie Anderson, if you're still playing him, uh, four for 66. 
Um, Stephon Diggs, uh, four for 76. Cortland Sutton, four for 79. Um, Ten targets, but just four receptions there. Uh, Will Fuller, five for 61 before he got injured again. Darius Slayton, after a huge uh, huge week of uh, 150 and two, he goes for two. 31 and one and Christian Kirk, a little bit of a dud as well four for 33 and Brandon cooks nowhere to be found anymore. Unfortunately four for 46. Let's get into the tight ends here. George Kittle, my man up at the top, just edging out Kelsey 13 for 134 on 17 targets. Travis Kelsey, 11 for 142 on 13 targets and Tyler Higby 12 for 111 on 14 targets. Darren Waller went behind them eight for 122 on 10 targets. Zach Ertz, five for 61 on and a touchdown on 10 targets. Jonu Smith, five for 60 through the air, but he had a 57 yard run, which was quite impressive. Dude's an animal when he gets, uh, gets moving there. Ricky seals, Jones, two accidental touchdowns, just 29 yards though. Um, Mark Andrews, uh, has 59, 52 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Jason Witten, 36 yards and a touchdown on four catches, a token Jason Witten line there. Dallas Goddard, five for 55, Jared cook, four for 54. Um, maybe a staller here and there. If you, if you were looking for some streaming, um, Mike Kosicki, just 47 yards on four catches, OJ Howard four for 46. My start of the week just isn't panning out. I can't wait till he gets traded. Um, Kyle Rudolph three for 48. You may have fired him up and Noah Fant just two for 56 there as well. Those are your ballers and stallers for week 15. We're getting it done. We're in the finals now. Uh, next episode with Lucas, we preview the finals, and then we'll get into our TCK pod episode following that. And we wish you the best in your finals. Make sure you uh, hashtag TCK title with uh, your roster. Once you get that championship, send it in. We'd like to share a lot of these rosters, uh, both if you can send in your um draft day roster and your uh, championship roster, see how they've differed and changed up like that. So it's been a long season. We've got another couple to go before we have the off season. So I appreciate all you hanging with us. Um, have a wonderful rest of your week and best of luck in the finals. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Check out our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column. And if you've gained any value from this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rate and review, and give us a like and a follow on social medias. It really does make a difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Best of luck in the fantasy finals. Get those hashtag TCK titles, and we will catch you next time. I'm Scott Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.